one of the tips is being intimate with you. And when I say being intimate with you, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's not, you know, strictly sexual. It's getting in tune with you, getting in tune with your fears, getting in tune with mm. like the things that bring you joy, the things that make you feel safe, the things that make you feel unsafe, the things that make you feel loved, the things that make you feel unloved, your triggers, your issues, your trauma, your limitations, your strengths. Like, mm-hmm. so, being able to understand your experience and being able to give yourself enough compassion and grace for your experience and to, to know yourself deeply. That to me is one trait there. Hey y'all, welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. My name is Taylor Chandler and I am a licensed therapist and a certified health coach. I help people untangle from toxic relationship patterns. And today I have my friend Nick. Nick is a financial analyst. He's also a social analyst. I call Nick Pastor Nick because Nick always comes through with a word. He is so observant and has so many interesting and good ideas about people. So I have him on today because we're talking about men and specifically men who lead. What does that mean? What does that take? What are the things that men and women are doing really well? And what are things that aren't going so well? And how do we get to a place of balance with each other? So let's listen into what Nick has to say. I think you're going to like it. (laughs) Taylor, TC, what's happening? Let me tell you actually literally what's happening. I just ate a chicken pot pie. And um, it was probably the opposite of filling. So I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to eat next after this. Um, do you have any suggestions? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Just some good salmon. That's what I had earlier. Like salmon. Oh, I eat salmon every day if I want to. I eat salmon so like good. every day. I can't. Dang. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Salad, maybe. I but thank you, Nick. You know what? Thank you. I asked, you answered, and I received your suggestions. I'm just not going to use them. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Nick, Nick, I'm so glad that you're here because I think that whatever we're going to, whatever we're about to get into is going to bless somebody's soul. Okay. Nick, um, can you, can you tell people who are, listening to this just who you are like what are what's something that like they should know about you who are you um let's see i am 32 i am a senior financial analyst i am learning growing and evolving um i will say that i am a man who stands on truth authenticity true intimacy and getting to who we are as core individuals. Um, I am very deep into understanding people's experiences and being compassionate and understanding to their experiences, yet challenging them as well, too, as I would my own self. Nick, have you done, are you practicing? Did you just come up with that introduction just at the top of your head? Because that was smooth. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to say, that was the smoothest introduction I've heard in a while. So thank you for that. You know, I, you know, I 
can dibble and dabble here and there. You know. Dibble and da- <laughs> dibble and dabble. A Renaissance man who dibbles and dabbles. <laughs> I love that. And your laugh is just so joyful. So like, I love it. It's just so nice. Um, you, you are a senior financial analyst. What is that? What does that person do? Like, what is, what's your role? You can help people with some money. With the money also planning, like looking at, you know, building financial models for like looking at different, uh, business case scenarios. Um, I do a lot of stuff with obviously like with audit, reviewing things, um, a lot, a lot of analysis, like a whole mm-hmm. lot of analysis. Like, mm-hmm. um, it is, it is a lot for me to be able to say, but I'll just say that it was, it's, I build a lot of, you know, financial models from scratch and, you know, being able to, you know, um, test the business on different scenarios, um, using assumptions and, drivers and and all of that stuff it's fun it keeps me going um finance i believe is something that just is a passion of mine um and what's really strange is that people are like really uh baffled to, to hear what i do for a living because other people think that i do like social work and stuff like that i'm like nah 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 Hmm. <laughs> which is super interesting so people assu- people just assume that about you yeah people assume that i people assume that my i do either work in therapy i do work in social work or they think that i i get a lot of people so like when i tell them i'm i'm, I'm in finance you get huh like, <laughs> think like it is super strange but it's but it's I would say that it's a blessing to be able to not only be, you know, um, a constant learner in finance, but also being able to, you know, um, interact with the human experience as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely come across as very balanced, like very like left brain and right brain, like able to analyze and able to connect. And that's definitely yeah. um, something that, people normally have to work at. And I wonder, this is kind of, this is a sidebar question because y'all, what we're going to be talking about men who lead and what is that? But before we get into all of that, did you have to work at that balance of like your analytical side and your connecting side, or does it really feel like it's very natural for you? Oh, yes, I had to work at it. Um, I I remember, my gosh, I'm 32, but my gosh, my mid, um, I'd say early 20s, I was completely logic, hardly emotion. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it took me some time to be able to understand that, uh, of learning how to balance between the heart and mind, mm-hmm. understanding how to balance between um, having some damn sense and also having compassion as well too mm-hmm. right um because because two things can be true you can have compassion and grace for someone and still be like okay this isn't for me yes i get that i get that that journey to balance is a really beautiful one and does take work um i'm really excited to get into this topic with you i think you're the perfect person for it Oh gosh, I, I hope I, I hope that you know when you were telling me about, it, I thought, okay, like 
you know, I tried, I tried my best to kind of step out of me and be able to look at like, you know, things from, I kind of drew from people who I know, um, in looking at both sides of the equation and also just kind of looking at things just kind of around and being able to, um, excuse me, associate connections with the reason. So it's all going to mm-hmm. make sense once I tie it all together. Mm-hmm. I know it will. I know it will. Okay. <laughs> I have no concerns. I have no concerns. So let's get into it. Okay. So I asked you to get on here to talk about men who lead. So first of mm-hmm. all, I'd like to know what that phrase even means to you. I feel like men who lead is, is understanding our role as men, understanding, setting the tone. And I think a lot of times men, some men get confused with controlling, right? Mm-hmm. And leading to me is about influence, right? And, um, you know, I look at and I study a lot of great leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And quite naturally, once you study how, you know, their imprint and how um, study their leadership styles and things like that, then you, you can discern which ones is, is really good to follow, right? I'm the lead by example type. So, you know, I am very, um, I would say I'm very in tune with my values and morals, right? Something that I live and I die by, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I express that just by leading by example, like integrity, you know, all, you know, trustworthy, honesty, all that, like accountability, all that, and displaying those things. And I believe that once we display those things, you know, um, it becomes infectious for people to follow. Mm-hmm. Yes. You said that, it, that that word lead can be, I don't think you use the word misconstrued. I'll use it, but it can be like kind of misconstrued as being controlling. Can you say a little more specifically about why you think that, like, why is that, why are those two things confused? Well, I go back and think about um, examples and demonstrations, right? Um, Some people's demonstration of leading is controlling because, you know, that's what people saw probably as it, or either what they saw was familiar to them. Right. Um, I, I believe true leadership, um, impacts change. I believe true leadership is transformative. Mm-hmm. I believe true leadership will bring the best out in you, even when you can't see the best in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't get from controlling someone. <laughs> Correct. You wouldn't, you would get the opposite. opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one really good way to know the difference. Like really, you know, I guess if someone is sitting back listening, wondering, am I being controlled or am I being led? Which is a a really Mm. valid question. Um, Especially if you're not sure what being led looks like. And especially when you have a history of people who were controlling Um, or maybe Maybe even the opposite, like passive. Okay, maybe like yeah. either. If you have a history of people who have been really passive in your life or absent or hyper controlling, then leadership. Like so, essentially, what I'm saying is, if you don't have the symbol of leadership presented to you, then when it does show up, it can be misconstrued. 
That's kind of what I'm. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like I was talking to a friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and I was like, you know what? Think about the dynamic of a man who wasn't demonstrated, you know, and I do say man that wasn't demonstrated. What is like what true leadership looks like? And imagine the dynamic of a woman who didn't have that, you know, that male figure who could, you know, display that as well too. Like just imagine that dynamic. It's just <laughs> the know, blind leading the blind. It's the blind yes, leading the blind. Is. I'm wondering if you feel any differently about a woman who had leadership, but from her mother or a female figure. Um, what do you think about that? Is it does it matter which I, gender delivers I, it? I in your yes opinion? and no, mm-hmm. yes and no. I, I believe there are just certain things that. I, I do believe that women can play a leadership role. Let's be clear. I'm very, I am, you know, um, there's no gender when it comes to relationship. What I believe is that you have healthy masculine energy and you have healthy feminine energy, mm-hmm. right? So both, when you have both of those things working in conjunction, it's like a dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a lean with it, rock with it. It's like Ooh. a pop, lock, and drop. Uh-oh. Like a, you know what I mean? You know, well, why my my shoulders started moving? I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, like, like, and a lot of it is when you, a lot of it is because, like, I grew up like you know, predominantly single parent household, and my mom displayed compassion. She displayed kindness. She displayed a lot of those traits that I have, you know, uh, growing up as a man. So yes, I agree with you there. I also tend to say that too. There are certain things as a man that can only that I feel like that there's certain things as a man that can only show a man thing. Right. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's what I mean to say by like having that healthy masculine energy, you know, um, it's so key. And this is the reason why I, I, I love challenging brothers to, to like enhance their leadership skills every year. Like, like what are you doing as a person to enhance, the way that you protect women. What are you doing every single year to enhance the way that you lead not only your relationship, but you you lead your family as well, too? Mm. How is that received when you do offer that to someone? And when you do offer that to a man, do you find that it's received well, or do you feel like there's resistance? It, it is It is received well. It's a lot of it, what I've come to understand with certain people then is they are completely oblivious to and just really unaware of, you know, of what that means. Because, again, it goes back to a lot of the demonstration, either they were shown or or they weren't shown, right? So, you know, just challenging them to take time to listen to your partner. Take time to take inventory to understand that it's almost like chess. And making sure that whatever move that you make, you have to be able to anticipate the next move, the next two or three moves. It's not enough to just anticipate the next move. You have to have the ability as a great leader to be able to look at and look at the decisions that you make and how the next two or three moves can be impacted by that. Mm-hmm. That, 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 is, that is next level thinking, but it's thinking that we have to, to acquire as we kind of get into leadership. 
Well, thank you for that intro. That my intro to leadership class this was really good. That was good. That was good because these aren't even the questions that we're supposed to be getting into. I just was compelled to go down that road and explore your definitions of some of those things a little bit more. So, thank you for that. That was really really clear. Absolutely. So let's talk about partnership I want to know Nick what are some qualities that you think need to be present in order to have a healthy partnership I will say first and foremost it starts with you do you have a healthy relationship with you Uh-oh. the because the energy because if, if, if we're not healthy, then we're going to attract what, where we are, right? Mm-hmm. If, we're not, if, if, we're not, if we're not healthy, we're going to attract where we are, mm-hmm. right? Um, so starting with us. And I will say that one of the tips is being intimate with you. And when I say being intimate with you, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's not you know, strictly sexual. It's getting in tune with you, getting in tune with your fears, getting in tune with mm-hmm. like the things that bring you joy, the things that make you feel safe, the things that make you feel unsafe, the things that make you feel loved, the things that make you feel unloved, your triggers, your issues, your trauma, your limitations, your strengths. Like mm-hmm. so being able to understand your experience and being able to give yourself enough compassion and grace for your experience and to to know yourself deeply that to me is one trait there because then that allows us to see our partners as 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 such as well too Mm -hmm. no real partnership in my opinion can be transformative without that because intimacy in its truest sense no matter what level that you look at allows us to be seen heard and understood and Chances are, if we're not seen, heard, or understood, you know, um, there's going to be some disconnect, right? Absolutely. Um, I will say, I will say another is, uh, this is right here, is this, I mean, this is almost like a Hallmark card when I say this, communication. And mm-hmm. healthy communication is at the central point of, uh, of relationship. What do I mean by communication? I mean, I don't mean just talking and texting every day. That's that that yeah, that's communication, but that's like baseline communication, if that, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally looking at how do we disagree on things, right? How do we still how do we lose the right to be right and still be in alignment? Mm-hmm. That, that, how do you handle conflict? That's, yeah. yeah. How do you handle how do you handle conflict? Um, you know, everyone has a communication language and looks like everyone has a love language. So it's in just as you need to figure out how you best receive information uh, that best, you know, tends to you, you have to be able to, to study and, and ask questions about your partner as well too, to be able to get that. Cause it's that communication piece that's, that's really big. Um, let me see. Oh my God. Accountability and responsibility. Mm. And when I mean to say that this is big as well, too, mm. because mm-hmm. this right here, accountability and responsibility builds trust. You mm. cannot, you cannot build mm. foundation mm. on sand. You cannot. 
Mm-hmm. You cannot. I think I heard you say that one time. You cannot. Uh, you cannot. It's something like that. You can't build foundation on sand, right? So being able to, it goes back to being able to lose being right and being in alignment and accountability and responsibility. I will say it's a true act of humility is being able mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, I, um, I hear you when you say this made you upset." Right. I take, you know, full accountability for ABC, XYZ, mm-hmm. uh, for making you feel like, you know, whatever. What can I do to, uh, you know, what can I do to ensure that, you know, going forward, like, what can I do better that best speaks to you? Right. Right. I have a that question. Right there, when you, Go ahead. Yeah. No, finish, finish that sentence. I want to hear that. No. So, like, that to me builds trust because we're going to make mistakes. Right, mm-hmm. but how you how you create those results and repairing that and getting further not only within yourself but within the uh, confines of a partnership, accountability, trust. I love that bridge um, because I don't think a lot of people connect those two things, and I and so to flip it on the other side of the coin. I don't think a lot of people see that their lack of trust is because they've been partnered with. And when I say partner with, I'm talking about family members too. They are partners in your life, like parents. Even though a lot of times when we talk about partners, we're thinking romantic. When I say partner, unless I literally specify romantic partner, I'm talking about anybody that is in a close affiliation with you. And I think a lot of people don't see that the the lack of trust, their lack of trust stems from being partnered with other people who weren't accountable to them. So it's like reverse engineering it. Like uh, people can identify that it's difficult for them to trust, but don't necessarily always identify that it's because you've always been partnered with untrustworthy people. So it's not like a personal flaw of like, I am broken, but you have been in some broke raggedy situations which can cause <laughs> you to act in some broke raggedy ways is what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's, that's, yeah. that's what i'm saying that's what that's, right. <laughs> okay all right all right. So all right my yeah. question my question is because we're talking about men who lead and what i'm really really big on is balance 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 Balance, balance. I definitely leave room for like unbalanced things, but you know, we talk a lot about balance. And if men are supposed to be leading, or if there's if they desire to be leaders, or there are women who want to be partnered with a man who identifies as that and is that, um, how does this work where you have this you have a man who is the who is that and the woman being charged with being accountable and responsible that feels very masculine right like taking responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability like that is masculine energy although we all have both um mm-hmm. what is fair for the workload division I feel like I'm saying this in such a roundabout way. I'm trying to like say, cause I, this was not a pre thought about question, <laughs> pre thought out question, but okay. Let me, let me try to reword this, Nick. Okay. Let me try to reword this. If I am with this man 
And I'm like, lead, 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 lead. Where does it become dysfunctional to where I'm expecting so much leadership that I'm not taking responsibility for my own shit? Okay, that's how I wanted to say it. That's how I wanted Ooh, to say it. Lord, you, you're damn near that. That used to be a huge issue of mine. And like, I used to just take the blame for everything. And just because I knew that that was a, uh, I, oh my God, like I learned that, you know, I can speak to this because I know that like, because accountability and, and responsibility time I live, I recognize that it used to become unhealthy when I would take the blame for everything, which mm-hmm. means that you're enabling someone else. Right. 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 So if you enable someone else, you have to then look at you and say, well, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Because you can't truly, you can't enable anyone else and you can speak the truth. And it goes, it goes back to the communication piece. You can speak, Speak the truth with tact, right? And what I've learned is that, like, if when you speak the truth with compassion and, and, and kindness, but still being able to hit the point, you still can be in alignment with that person. Now, what I will, what I would say is that it is very telling when someone doesn't take accountability and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Very telling. What I will say is that you cannot force anyone or, or or if this is who they are this is who they are let them show them who they are right and mm-hmm. you know there is a way that you can say hey like you know i am you know in the breakdown i am responsible for it mm-hmm. right but if the person isn't willing at all and i do say willing to accept their role in the breakdown because we all play a role in the breakdown whether it's big or small we all do but if a person isn't willing to take you know any kind of Mm -hmm. you better wash your hands with hand sanitizer or something because i'm trying to tell you it's because because i say that to say because that's only on a smaller scale what if something gets really big and if a person has demonstrated to you that they can't and they, you know, or it's a limitation for them to take accountability and responsibility. You shouldn't, you, you shouldn't have to take all the burden for that. It's a great answer. I had to learn that. That's a great I answer. I also like the way you just put that, that you said, you said they can't, or it's a limitation for them. Like how kind, what a compassionate way to say, you're not doing enough. <laughs> you're not doing it. For, you're not doing enough for me. <laughs> That's because that's really I, I what mean, you're saying, like, right? Like, it, 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 I, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of my friends say that I'm diplomatic, yeah, right? Yeah, I, that, was, that was a good I, I tend, diplomatic answer. I tend, to, I tend to say we all have limitations, mm-hmm. and now just because we all have them, that doesn't mean that you know it's still healthy enough for me to be tied with you because I can accept you for who you are and leave. But if that's what you have to do, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, there was a lot in that. I feel like there was something else I wanted to touch on, but I got, I was like the limitation thing. I wanted to point that out. Um, let me think real quick. Let me think. Okay. Yes. The other thing I wanted to highlight was the idea that if they're, if someone that you're partnered with, whether that person is the man or the woman in the relationship, um, in the relationship, they're not able to take any part of problems, then, then you're, then you're having, then you're, you're going to have an issue. 
and don't play with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't play with it. Like, I think we, we, you know, when you like someone or you're infatuated or in those early stages, you'd be like, I feel like I met the one and (laughs) you let people slide with all kinds (laughs) of bullshit because of, because you just blinded by the love, you know? And it's infatuation. Look, let me, let me say what I said. Let me say what I'm saying. I said, blinded by the love but it's really infatuation right or like lust and you can't you're not making clear decisions so very so 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 important and i i ask my clients encourage my clients to do this like if you're um like getting back out on the dating scene or you're maybe you're newly dating someone or you want to be uh, maybe it's something that you have a you know a desire for i really encourage someone to write down those like deal breaker things like write down what you need and want from a partner both because both matter okay what you need and what you want okay because desire is healthy so writing those things down and being very clear on those so that if you do find yourself engaged with someone who you are like maybe quickly feeling feelings for fine but you already have your baseline clearly established and so not allowing those like lustful or infatuating feelings to divert you from what you said you wanted you said you wanted or needed x y and z and if that person isn't showing that um and if you've had a healthy conversation about it and it still ain't showing up um then to trust your gut when you were in your what I would call sober state, like before yep. you are caught up, caught up, caught up, you know, before you've invested time and resources like your attention, because that's a resource before you have invested those things, you've already been able to determine that this person isn't hitting your basic checklist. So. Yeah. And, and even and even with that, I, I say this. Uh, this is why I say it starts with us. The more clear that we are with us as individuals, I feel like the more clear that we are, the easier it is to communicate to someone. Because when you are clear about your strengths, your limitations, the things that your your non-negotiables and all that, mm-hmm. you know, someone who is real clear with that can communicate that with a snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Really, they can because they are that clear within themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So you create the boundary. And you create you create that that space boundary whatever for that person to be, mm-hmm. so they're aware of it. Because and, I, and what I've come to find out is that you know a lot of people don't have that relationship with themselves, which in turn makes it hard for them to communicate that. Because you ask people, you know, what triggers you, and they're just like, well, I don't know. But it's not that you don't know. I believe you know. But you know when you snap and you're going off. So you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So really taking inventory to look at us, which is communication, right? Communication. Even love languages, understanding love languages, that is communication. And like really being attentive to you. Because the more attentive to, uh, the more attentive you are to yourself, it's easier to then communicate that to someone else. So therefore you can cut the bullshit if you need to. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. 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 Next, what do you think is missing 
on the male side and what do you think is missing on the female side? And what do you think the male side is already doing very well? Or what do you think the female side is already doing very well? Man, I'm going to tell you. So what I hear from a lot of women, what I hear is the two biggest complaints is one, leadership, two, protection. Um, um, I, I feel like that those two things outside of communication, authenticity, account, those stuff, that's essential for, you know, a healthy partnership. When we think about what's missing in a lot of what I hear um, from women, you know, is men who lead and men who protect and, and, when, and men who protect, right? Um, you know, I think people get it. I, I think people think that just because, you know, you look a certain way, they, they build projections based off how you look. So they'll say, oh, this person can't protect me because he has to be, uh, you know, a thug type guy in order to protect that's not always the case but protection can look like a lot of things it can look like prayer mm-hmm. it can look mm-hmm. like that it can look like that if you're out at a family function and someone is disrespecting or that person's family member is disrespecting your wife or your family members disrespecting your wife as a man you got to handle that shit mm-hmm. and what i mean handling it it means that coming across in a way that says i am not gonna allow you to disrespect my wife like that if if something like that happens again, either I'm going to have to ask you to leave or we're leaving. That is a boundary right there. And that is, that is a man handling his business, right? Mm-hmm. Like walking on the side of the street where cars are coming. Like what I think is the simple stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tends to. So what I hear from women is that protection and leadership mm-hmm. and understanding and understanding each other. Like, my God, just understanding each other, understanding each other's experiences in the whole nine there. Okay. 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 Let's pause here. Let's pause here because I have some things. I have some things. I think those are three that are like the top mind, like top of mind for a lot of women. And, but I, I so agree that like, I, that's what, the first thing I was going to ask you was, okay, like, but what does that mean? Protection. Because I totally agree with you that I think that it's um, been put in this like narrow box and like a superficial box where right. um, like all these other areas, literally just like you said, all these other areas aren't being considered. So someone might be 6'4", 240. Is that heavy for a dude? I don't remember. I don't, two, eight, I don't know. 200 some plus pounds, 6'4", whatever. And that that symbolizes to someone protection but that's from like a very narrow view where that we're gonna same call him person, we're, gonna, we're gonna call him Suge Knight we'll just call him Suge Knight <laughs> okay Suge so Suge but Suge don't come home when he say he's gonna come home now so Shug's got you looking crazy. 
And you know what? Wait a second. Wait, wait. Let me not laugh about that. That was not a good way to put it. Like, because you don't look crazy because someone else mistreats you. Let me just be clear on that. I know, like, I know I, I said it in a joking way. It was a joke. You do not let me, but I want to be clear. You do not look crazy when someone disrespects you because they look crazy Correct. because they're disrespectful. Okay. Let's be very Correct. clear. You ain't going to make, I don't feel crazy because you're crazy. That's manipulation. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I could not let that one go, but now let me come back to my yeah. point. Let me come back to this point. Let's stay on track here. Now, there's all these other areas of, of needing to be protected. And I would love for more women to be clear on those areas. What, what do you need protected? And, to be, um, yeah, I think that's it. You know, like your heart and your mind, your peace, your sanity. Those are all things that also need protection. Not just you. How many times are you really walking down the street and somebody tries to rob you? Seriously. I mean, really, really. You know, yep. it's almost like someone's fear of flying. Right. Like and the truth is that there's way more car accidents. It's just the, right. it's the dramatics of the whole thing that gets us hooked every day. You're using your mind. Yes. So how about right. someone who can protect your mind? How about that? Every day, you know, women are often feeling like they're connecting with people or maybe nurturing someone in some way. You need someone to protect your heart. Yes. These are things that yep. you're using on the daily. You need someone like someone who nurtures and, and encourages you to speak your mind. You need your you need your um mm, how do I want to say this? You need your confidence to be able to speak and and stand up for yourself, yes. So how about someone who protects that? Who protects yeah. like your your self-concept, your self-esteem, but instead you're looking for Suge Knight. And yeah. it's just it's just not actually like the most realistic or practical way that you need daily protections. So, yeah. Mm. And even when it comes to intimacy about. You know, I think one of the, the one of the things that a huge violation for, you know, protection is when someone has trusted you with information and you then go and you broadcast it on you know to everyone you're not protecting that person but you're you're using that against that person mm -hmm. right and that's protection like whatever stays between us stays between us yeah. that is protection and it's a sort of protection that most people really aren't used to because to your point they are looking that the, there's this projection that you know i have to have you know you know I, we jokingly say should night but you know, like, you know, but that type in order to feel protected. And I think in looking at that, mm. the essence of protection is to feel safe. And, but it's up to the individual to know what makes them feel safe versus what doesn't make them feel safe. And you have to be able to communicate that. Can I add one more thing to this before we, because, oh my gosh, it's just so good. This whole protection thing. I want to, I want to offer this. I've never, I haven't thought about it in this way. It's just coming to me. It's just downloading in my mind right now, Nick. Okay. You're hearing it here first. Okay. That, this, <laughs> that this, you see, I just get, I feel it in my spirit. I feel it in my spirit that, that, idea of needing to be protected is really from a very like low functioning mindset. I have to say it is the truth because your physical safety is the basic 
is the base it's physiological yeah. safety like your life that's the basic protection seriously yeah. like yeah. if you were if anybody's familiar with like maslow's hierarchy of needs at the very base physiological needs met like food water shelter your physical safety okay and if that's all that you are expecting and asking of and receiving from your partner if that is your mountaintop you're leaving so much on the table Okay, because there is so much more of you that deserves to be protected. Oh, I feel that in my spirit, Nick. Do you feel you feel it? You feel it? You feel my? You feel it? Okay, it's so much more. So many other higher level aspects of you: your mind, peace, sanity, your heart, feelings, your values, your purpose, your mission, your goals, your aspirations. Okay. These are higher level parts of you that deserve protection. But especially if you have not um, grown up in or found yourself in environments that elicit those parts of you, you hardly know they're there. And so how can I protect something that I'm not even aware of? And even if I'm aware of it, do I know how valuable it is? Oh, Yes, man, Ooh. you better come through. Ah. You better come through. Ah. You better I felt come it. Through. I felt that land in my you own heart. I said through. it and it landed on me. I said it and you it landed on me. Okay. And, 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 and Taylor, that, those are the things that I hear a lot from women and just listening to them and, you know, and really listening to them. And, and what I've gathered is, now this is not to say that this is, Every all brothers, because we know there are some brothers who can demonstrate that. For the most part, what I hear is well, for, for the most part, that's what I hear the most men who can lead and protect. Because again, we set the tone, you know. Because guess what? If 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 a family member can come around and disrespect, you know, you know, a wife, my wife, or whoever, and I'm not married, but like if I was married, and if, I, and if a family member um, you know, can come around and disrespect. Did you, you say know. you're not married so that um so that these ladies can pop up in your DMs after they hear this? Lord have mercy. Is that what that was, Nick? Was it a plug? Was it a plug? Go ahead. It was not a it was not Go a plug. Ahead. It was not a plug. Um but seriously though, like I do believe that, you know, whoever that you're with and things like that, like if someone has the ability to disrespect you and you say nothing, that's more telling than anything. And as a woman, and, and I and I, I can, I, 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 would, I try to place myself inside of a woman's shoes to be like, if I feel disrespected in a man's presence, person who's supposed to have my bag, it's almost kind of like the uh, test where, you know how they say, well, if you fall back and see if your person, you see if like your partner trusts you and you're supposed to catch them, right? Like, imagine, imagine that, right? Someone disrespects you, a person who's supposed to be having your back. Someone disrespects, you know, disrespects your partner and you say nothing. Like, that is very telling of a man. And there, and there are a lot of brothers who function that way. And again, they function that way because maybe they weren't taught to know how to protect or maybe their thought of protection was only through a narrow scope as, as as you mentioned earlier so you know understanding just the dynamics of those and you know it's 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 real out here <laughs> it is what are the three things that men are doing really well or are there three 
Do you have? Do you have? have uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that. So I'm. So if if I will say, okay, I will speak for the brothers who I know are tentative, right? Um, there are some brothers out here who are really curious about learning their partner, right? True. Um, yes. And when I mean curious, I mean that you can't go through, you can't treat, and you can't treat this person, you know, who you're with subconsciously and do things that you did in your past. That doesn't work, right? So uh, there are plenty of brothers out here who are curious. There are plenty of brothers out here who are providers. There are plenty of brothers out here who know how to protect and lead and know just how to love, know how to give that that sense of protection where it's like really calm, there's harmony, there's balance, there's a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then and then that kind of goes what I said with the, you have the healthy masculine energy, you have the healthy feminine energy, and you have both of those working in conjunction with one another. And it's like stepping in the name of love, literally. Uh-oh. Like, no pun intended, it's literally like stepping in the name of love because they empower each other. They motivate mm-hmm. each other. They see power in themselves. Therefore, you know what? They see they they see power in each other. If someone is there So what is that? Is that just like an an aware man? Like is that is that the thing that they're doing well? Just wanting it? Is that is that what it is? Just wanting I think to- it's a- I think it's an aware man, and I also believe that it is a man or or woman who can stand in their truth. When I mean to tell you, when you can stand in your truth and you're clear about it, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, once you stand in your truth, you know this is my experience. But you know, just because this is my experience and I'm learning and things like that, like once you're aware of unhealthy patterns and you have strategies and actionable steps to you know um overcome those things and things like that like you start moving towards that healthy energy you start unlearning a lot of the bullcrap that has been passed on generation after generation after generation and as they say the truth shall set you free it feels very good that you can beat to your own drum it feels very good that you can literally unlearn why like 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 why am I conditioned to think this way? Like 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 why am I conditioned to think this way? And when you start unlearning and unpacking a lot of the, the, the things that we've kind of gone through and things like that, man, that it's it's a never ending cycle and when people say it's hard work and people say, Oh, I get it, it is hard work, but isn't but if you're aspiring to get your master's degree, isn't that hard work? Because mm-hmm. you you know the potential payoff. If you start a business, like, isn't that hard work, but you understand the potential payoff? So we can't keep using this. We can't keep, we can't neglect ourselves in the midst of everything else. Because guess what? If we jacked up, no matter how many, then no matter what we do in our life, we'll always be a facade. Mm. Well, that's that. What's, what are women... <laughs> I mean, shit. Uh, what, what are women fucking up on? Can you tell? Can you tell the people? Can you tell? Like, Ooh, I, I would say that um, some women, not all, mm-hmm. um, have to do a better job at letting a man express his emotions, mm. his feelings. Um, you know, 
that 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 is very big because as a man, you know, we're taught, you know, we're not supposed to cry, blah blah blah, and be vulnerable, and you know, stuff like that. But you know, it's interesting how some women want a man to be vulnerable and things like that, but then shame them for displaying feelings and emotions. Right. Mm. So um, allowing allowing masculinity to be redefined as well too. Um, not just looking at, you know, looking at it from the lens of, you know, he has to be this, he has to be, you know, this physical brute, physical presence and things like that. Like, no, like vulnerability is strength. You know, like, you know, that that, that one I'll say is a big one. Feelings and emotions is a big one. Um, I will say too, um, some sisters, please take accountability and responsibility and because a lot of times I do hear from brothers that, you know, you know, well, you know, yeah, I take accountability and responsibility, but, you know, this person doesn't or anything like that. And so it's kind of hard. It's a very tough position to be um, for a man. I'm not going to say it's a tough position for a man to lead, but it's very hard for his influence to really, you know, cut through when like it's like a balance in yin and yang right so i would say feelings and emotions accountability and i would just say you know what as i keep saying and this is is is, it's like a common theme really get to the root of understanding like you and when you get to the root of understanding you and the things that make you take the things that make you know and granted this is you know male and female but you know like getting to know you getting to understand you because chances are there are guys out here who there are guys out here who you know um there are guys out here who want to love you as you are but what i will also but you don't know who you are (laughs) but you don't know who you are and when when you don't know when you don't know who you are it you can you can say that maybe you know and when that man shows up you can make the argument and say, well, maybe I wasn't mature enough to be able to, 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 to be in the presence of, you know. Oh, for sure. Oh, I have several, I have many of those that like looking back, I'm like, you know what? I couldn't even, it was me. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I, th- th- those are just, you know, things that I hear from, you know, both sides and things like that. And, you know, like I said, I, you know, again, we there's this. I, I, I almost hate to say that. You know, humility and being humble. I feels like it's a buzzword, but until you're able, until you're able to really look at you and say, okay, like I, you know, I apologize for you know by hurting you by this. You know, um, you know, I can see how my actions hurt you when I said this. What can I do to make it better that best speaks to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you create so let me speak to that from a female perspective. So, okay. um, I think one of the difficulties that women have with that is it's an unbalanced starting point. Yeah, because women are going to, I'm talking in generalities here, are going to have more experiences of their trust being violated in like more blatant and brazen ways than men do. 
It's I'm okay. totally not saying that men don't have that because they absolutely do. Thousand percent. Right. But I am saying that when we're talking about the like scales that women are going to have more experiences and are also going to identify with more experiences of their of being violated. So yeah. you're starting from an uneven place. Um, so when it comes to a man desiring for a woman to just take accountability, um, I don't want to enable women to say, I don't, that's not what I'm doing, but I am like, it's compassion, not enabling to say like, okay, I can also see that we're, a lot of us are coming from a place where you've been set back already in that, in like that vulnerable space more. Um, and so to be asked to do it, it takes trust. So I just have to qualify that statement to say, you can ask for a woman to take more accountability, but you also have to be someone that she wants to be accountability, accountability, what? Accountability. (laughs) Accountable, accountable to, or or she's being accountable to herself. And then expressing right. that account, expressing her accountability to you is actually the, the right way to say that. I think. Um, no, but, I, def- I definitely, I definitely feel that. I, I can't imagine how that feels. And I know a lot of times some people, some women, uh, to your point, um, you know, some. I, I feel bad for women who have. Well, what? Why do you feel bad? Who feel bad for who? I do feel bad for women who, 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 because they have grown up being blamed all of their life with things, accountability can then be a limitation because they're just looking at it as, oh, here I am being blamed again. Mm, yeah, right? good point. But it, I would, it, but I have to say you shouldn't feel bad for them and they shouldn't well, feel bad for themselves. So I, that, that's I, fair. Triggering, yeah, that, triggering that, statement, that, triggering statement. That, 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 that's the policy coming out. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's the policy coming mm-hmm. out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I get it. I, I know you do. I just, have, you know, there's some things that I'm saying, like, just to be clear, I'm like, let me be really specific about certain things because, yeah. because the, things like that really do matter. You know, like the way yeah. that we, the way that we say things and the way that we present someone and their situation matters. The way that we talk about our own experience and the way that someone else talks about our experience matters. So I just think thought that that was an important distinction to make. That is so true. Um, thank you for receiving that. Um, okay, so that was kind of like what was missing or like maybe like where some women are missing the mark and I, I hear all of that. But wait, what was the very first one? What was the very Feelings first one? Feelings and emotions. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I had a question about that. I wrote a question about it. I was like, but what was the actual like thing? Um, how will a woman know if she is hitting that number one? And I, I mean, hitting it like in a bad way, like hitting it as in I'm not allowing a man to be vulnerable or share his feelings. Are there some signs or not that I really encourage people to look for signs because, you know, we about communication over here. But the truth is people do be throwing some signs. OK, or maybe even right. some verbal things that are said. Um, how might a woman know without being told that she's doing it, that she's doing it or getting to that point of like um, 
you know, maybe like pigeonholing a man into being a person that is not allowed to have feelings? Stop crying. Tough enough. Um, why, why, like, you know, um, you know, those things that kind of invalidate the experience, right? So if um, she finds herself saying those things, then then she might also see that she's shutting someone down. Yeah, and even, or even just, yeah. And, 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 and those, and that's invalidation to the extreme, right? Yeah, that is extreme. Um, there, there are various shallow forms of invalidation that we all, we all have, 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 have contributed to in, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, right? We all have. Um, you know, also to like, but that's extreme, like, because imagine like it, it, it's suppressing how you, it's, it's, it's suppressing, it's, it's suppressing the, your, your feelings around the experience. And if a man constantly hears that, you know, that, you know, what I hear is that he's less than a man. So what I hear is like most men say, well, you know, in order for me to be a man, I have to put on this armor. I have to put on this. I have to put on that just to be a man. No, you can, you need to just be. And when you get to the place of being clear of this being, right, like being is everything and it, it, it drops those indoctrinations and all of that just be in the ego and yep yeah where you don't feel like you have to put something on in order to be accepted like putting on a quality or putting on a front a face or whatever to be accepted yeah there are like those subtle ways that you can invalidate someone um, and it's a, it's a balancing act too, you know, like, cause if you are partnered with a man who is unaware of his emotional disconnection, um, it's also not your job to handle that because you're a woman or because you have more feminine energy. Um, it's not your job to like fix it. Um, you can right. like reinforce someone's growth, but you are not the growth itself. Like you are not the deliverer. Um, so I yep. think it's really important to lay that role down, like to lay yep. that job down that no one asked you to take. Okay. Um, because we do it. I've done it. I've definitely done it. Um, yep. So to know that it's something to be aware of, but it's not something for you to actually fix and there was something else you said, um, oh, about women not taking accountability. I just want to, like, encourage people to have, like, your a basic idea of how long you're willing to put up with certain bullshit, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you can, rein- like, for a woman reinforcing a man being able to express his feelings, for a man being able to reinforce a woman being accountable, Yes, you can reinforce those things, support those things, encourage those things. But again, like you are not the thing itself. You are not the transformation. You are not the growth. Like they have their own process. And right. so to be aware that you can be that supporting actor, but also to know, and again, this for for men and women, to know, to have an idea of how long you're going to be that supporting actor. Because what we also see happen, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with this, But I just want to make this point. What we do see happen is, okay, like I'm aware that he's disconnected or I'm aware that she doesn't take responsibility for shit. But 
you're just aware of them not doing it now for three years and they're still not doing anything about it. So mm. to to take someone seriously about where they're at, to know that people can change and grow, yes, but also to know that they might not, that they might not, yep. that however yep. many times you can listen to this podcast until you're, I would say blue in the face, but it's not like you're in that don't make any sense in this case. But anyway, you can listen to this podcast till your ears fall off. Maybe that's a better metaphor, but like you having the information does not mean that it will be implemented by another person. Like, you know, yeah. So I just think that that's, that's important um, to kind of have an idea of how long you want to deal with it. Um, it's kind of like the boundary, like having that list of boundaries or deal breakers before you actually enter into that kind of like environment or situation so that you yep. don't get caught up because you, now it's three years down the road or however long. You know, I've talked to people who it's a decade or two into the marriage. Ooh. OK, it's Ooh. a you know, and some and for some people, it's six months. It's six weeks, whatever. Any amount of time we don't like. But a lot of us don't like more time wasted. So, um, yep. You know, you to to not take someone seriously about where they're at um, and holding on to that savior role, you might end up three years in, five years in, 15 years in. You think I'm exaggerating and I'm not. Okay, 15 years in, like, I don't get it, but they're the same person that they were and they actually never promised to be any different. So, yeah, just which is which is why I am truthful about one of the things I always say is a really good question to ask, you know, potential partner or a partner, you know, someone you're dating or things like that is what should, if, what areas do I need to be patient with you in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that person have that awareness to know the things about, does, does it just, and, and, and really you're asking one to, to gauge you, but also to set those healthy expectations, mm -hmm. right? You can't be sitting up here expecting someone to give compassion and empathy when it's a limitation form. And that, that's very unrealistic, right? Um, so being able to communicate, hey, like, what are some things that I should be patient with you on? And, you know, and if a person is truthful in that, you know, I'm more willing to say, okay, you know, still be able to, you can still, but I'm, I'm aware that of what their limitations are. Mm -hmm. So that can then, I can gauge and manage, you know, my, you know, there, there's, there's nothing worse than saying, hey, like, you know, a spat happens and, you know, it's completely different than what we'll talk about, right? And sure enough, the limits, the person's limitations come out, right? Um, so, I don't know. That's, that's kind of like, you know, I, I think it's good to be, again, truth, standing in truth. And when you stand in truth and you're clear in it, like, you'll be surprised. <laughs> you certainly will be. Things start adding up for once, you know? Things start <laughs> adding up. It's truly amazing. Um, what are some things that women are already doing really well? Um. I would say um, nurturing, you know, uh, I know women who are, you know, just really good nurturers. I know women who just have that spirit about them. And I mean spirit that, you know, you know, again, I'm, I'm a, that feminine spirit, just that, you know, um, knowing how to love their man, like, you know, 
just as I was saying about, you know, men knowing how to lead and things like that. There are women who know love languages. There are women who know how to communicate. There are women who, you know, um, you know, don't settle for the bull crap. There are a lot of great women who know themselves to a T to the point that, you know what, like I smell BS from a mile away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, but, but just honoring, honoring each other. Like, like, like that's a big, that is a very big thing when you have women and men honor each other. Like it, it is, is very valuable to have that. Mm-hmm. Do you think women are doing a good job of like recognizing um, strengths of others and nurturing that, pouring into that? Yes. Is there anything yeah. else when it comes to partnerships that you think is important to note about what? Hold on, repeat that. Is there repeat anything that else that you feel women are doing really well when it comes to partnerships or an awareness that you see happening? That is a good I thing. I would say. Yes, I would say there are women who who will protect their man. I see a lot of women who, you know, honor and protect black men, mm-hmm. and it is it is very beautiful to see. And it's very beautiful to see when they protect each other, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I do see that demonstration of women protecting men, and it, it, it's a very beautiful thing to see. Yeah, that's good. We need that. Is there one piece of advice that you could give that would put men in better positions to be leaders in their relationships? And what would the yeah. advice be? Um, recognize your recognize that what it really what it really means to set the tone. That's just general speaking. Uh, I, I'll break it down uh, shortly here, but understanding your role in setting the tone. Well, what does that look like? Be clear, you know, um, you know, be very clear, you know, um, you know, how do you lead yourself? You know, um, chances are when you can't lead yourself and you don't oh lead, gosh, yes. when you, when you don't lead by your values and morals, Mm. Like, how are you going to leave someone else? <laughs> you, um, you won't. You won't, actually. There it is. You won't. <laughs> um, like, how, mm, how do you make work. good decisions? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that is very mm-hmm. key. How do you make this good decisions? Um, mm-hmm. Do you take responsibility? Mm-hmm. You know, are you grounded? Mm-hmm. You know, do you value input from others? Mm, you know, you do you value input? Yeah, <laughs> do you value input from your partner? It's not enough to just can just make decisions. You can make a decision, but you can also value input and then make a decision. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to create the connection. Do you have compassion? You know, like compassion is when it comes to leadership. Compassion is is one of the most desirable traits of what it means for setting the tone and leading. Do you talk about boundaries? You know, we have, we have to, we have to talk about clear boundaries and being clear, right? We, as men, set the tone for um, not only the dynamic between husband and wife, but old boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, whatever. But we also set the tone for family as well, too. 
we have to be clear about that everything that we do, someone is looking to us and at us. And as I said before with text, right, we have to not only think about the decisions that we make and how it impacts one thing, we literally have to really think about two or three steps down the line. You have to think like that Mm -hmm. and anticipate that. Mm -hmm. And, um, we just have to recognize setting the tone. It starts with us. We, we have to set the tone. And then when we set the tone and you're with someone and they follow and she trusts, let me phrase it, she trusts your lead, man. And that's that. Hope y'all enjoyed Nick. If you did, please rate this podcast and if you have an extra second leave me a review a sentence or two how about that all right y'all i will see you next week